Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good. Is this working? Mic is working fine? Everybody hear me fine? Good. Uh, I look forward to sharing about Camp Hickory Hill later today. Um, I was going to say, and I think I just confirmed it, that I bet you this isn't the first time you'll hear about Camp Hickory Hill. Knowing Ed and his enthusiasm, I bet you heard it from Ed a little bit already. And uh, I look forward to sharing about that later. But today from God's Word. Uh, first, communication. Uh, I had a friend that's a camp director down in Florida, and he received a letter. It turned out to be from someone uh, that was uh, a woman that was very proper British background. Really what she wanted to know, she wanted to know if they had flush toilets at the campground or did they have outhouses, she, she was, but she didn't know how to say it. it. She wanted to be very careful about how she phrased things. So she wrote up the letter and she, she couldn't quite say, do you have toilets there? She, said, she wrote it up and said, do you have bathroom commodes, an old-fashioned way of saying toilet, bathroom commode. But then she read the letter and it was way too forward to say in a letter, do you, do you have a bathroom commode or do you have bathroom commodes at your campground? So she re rewrote it. And she said, do you have a BC at your campground? Sent it off to my friend in Florida. My friend in Florida had no idea what she was asking. No idea. So he went around to the other people in the campground. What do you think she's talking about? What do you think she's asking about? And they finally decided she must be talking about a Baptist church. So with that, with that confusion, this is the letter that my friend wrote back to her. Dear Madam, I regret very much the delay in answering your letter, but I now take the pleasure of informing you that a BC is located nine miles north of the campground. <laughs> and it's capable of seating 250 people at one time. I admit it's quite a distance away if you're in the habit of going regularly. But no doubt you'll be pleased to know that a great number of people take their lunches along with them and make a day of it. They usually arrive early and stay late. The last time my wife and I went was six years ago. And it was so crowded we had to stand up the whole time we were there. It may interest you to know that right now there's a supper plan to raise money to buy more seats. They're going to hold it in the basement of the BC. I would like to say it pains me very much not to be able to go more regularly. But it is surely not a lack of desire on my part. As we grow older, it seems to be a little bit more, take more effort. Particularly, particularly in cold weather. If you decide to come down to the campground, perhaps I could go with you for the first time, sit with you, and introduce you to the other folks. <laughs> Remember, we're a friendly community. As we communicate this morning, I trust that it's not going to be uh, where I'm talking about BC this way and you're picturing BC this way. And if it, if it does, please raise your hand and let's get it back on the same page. Let, let's pray together. Let's pray. Our Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us together this morning. We thank you for the worship that we just had. And as we continue our worship, as we study your word, I pray, Lord, that you would uh, speak to each of us. Lord, control my thoughts, control my words. May they come out uh, from you, and may they land on hearts ready to receive your word. And may these words encourage us, challenge us, guide us, whatever it is, Lord, you want from us today. Lord, may, may we receive it and put it into action. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Uh, I, my teaching style is interactive, so as, I, as I'm uh, sharing today, if I ask a question, I do really want you to answer, okay, in most cases. So in this case, uh, I do want you to answer. Uh, I got, I'm going to give you some clues to the Bible character I want to start focusing on, and as I give these clues, you, you picture who it might be, holler it out. 
Uh, I'll start off, the, the clues are not very uh, helpful at first. It's, he's a, a Bible character. Uh, he's a he. Uh, he showed the seven points of valor in his life. In Christian Service Brigade in Camp Hickory Hill, the seven points of valor are honor, courage, chivalry, purity, loyalty, obedience, and dedication. If you're at the camp, right up on the, uh, the wall as you're in the dining hall, you'll see those, uh, those seven points on plaques very, very prominently displayed. Honor, courage, chivalry, purity, loyalty, obedience, and dedication. All right, now to some clues that might make a difference. He had no parents. Any idea who we might be talking about? He had no parents. Somebody might say, it is Joshua. Now, how do you know that? That's good. Why, why Joshua? The son of none. N-U-N. Son of... Uh, <laughs> sorry. Good job, man. Good job. All right. Some other clues that, you, you, that I was going to give you. He was a warrior, a man of God. He was a leader. He succeeded the most humble person on earth. Who is the most humble person on earth? Moses. Yeah, Moses is said to be the most humble person on earth. So we're going to talk about Joshua. And there are so many good things that we can talk about about Joshua. And right now, uh, I have a list that I'm going to go through in a minute, but just I want you to yell out, what are some of the things you remember about Joshua and how God used him? What are some of those things? He didn't go along with the crowd. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, definitely. He and Caleb were the two that stood strong. When, when the crowd was saying the wrong things. What else did Joshua do? He trusted God. What? Crossed the Jordan. Yeah, God put him in charge and immediately blessed him in a, in a way like, like Moses led him across the, the Red Sea, right? Here, the Jordan, the waters piled up and the nation of Israel went across it early on in Joshua's leadership. There he is, taking charge, and God blessed and across the Jordan. What was the first battle over in, in the Promised Land? Jericho. We got a song for that, right? I won't sing that, but okay. But, but we, got, we got a song, yeah. Battle of Jericho. And there's, and there's more. Okay, let me, let me uh, sort of go through a list here. Um, this is well before crossing over into the, the Promised Land. There's the battle with the Amalekites. Uh, we have uh, Moses leading the nation of Israel out, and uh, the first battle they, they uh, out of Egypt. One of the first battles, they, the, the first battle they get against the Amalekites. And you might remember the story: Moses sends Joshua out to fight the battle, and as long as Moses is doing what, they're winning. Yeah, as long as Moses' hands are held up strong to God, the Israelites are winning. But when Moses gets tired and the hands go down, the Amalekites are winning. So he gets his hands back up there, and who helped out? Who helped out with this? Say again? Aaron and her. Aaron and her. They got one on each side, hold up Moses' arms, one on each side, kept his arms up strong so that the Israelites could win. And, and leading the battle down below was Joshua. Joshua's leading the army. Okay. Um, we read in Exodus how Joshua waited a distance away from the camp uh, for Moses when he was up on the mountain for 40 days. Joshua was Moses' right-hand man. And so God had him in a special spot waiting apart from the camp of Israel, waiting for Moses to come on down. Uh, in Exodus chapter 33, I'm going to read this part. Um, it's, it's chapter 33, if you want to follow along. Exodus 33, verses 7 through 11, I'm going to read. Verses 7 to 11, Exodus 33. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. 
anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshipped each at the entrance to their own tent. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as one speaks with a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, or son of Nun again, did not leave the tent. He may have had some responsibilities there, but I just pictured Joshua being that, that apprentice that seeing God work through Moses, speak to Moses, and J Joshua wanting to be there. Just wanting to be there, wanting to learn, wanting to grow. And he stayed by the tent. Joshua was a, man, a young man learning from Moses, learning about that relationship with God. Uh, in Numbers, we, we read how uh, two people were prophesying in the camp, and Joshua, uh, protective of Moses, said, Stop them! Stop them! He was trying to protect Moses. He was loyal to, to Moses. Uh, in Numbers 14, verses 1 to 10, I'm going to read this part. This is what Ed was referring to earlier. We read about how the people are rebelling because of the report of some spies. You, you remember this the story. Uh, the, they left Egypt. They got to the Promised Land. They sent in 12 spies to go scout out the land. Not to come back and, and say whether they could or could not take the land. They should have known already, right? God had promised it. So it wasn't whether they could. It was, well, let's find out where this stuff is, and then we'll go in and, and attack. But they came back, and you know the story. Ten spies had bad reports. Two spies were trusting in God. Let's read that. This is from Numbers 14, verses 1 to 10. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to, be let, only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israel, Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into the land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone. But the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. But the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. And you know the story. The Israelites did not want to go in and take the land. They were scared, and God punished them for this. They, did not, they didn't go in to take the land. Everybody 20 years up and older would not enter the promised land, except for... Joshua and Caleb, because of their faith, their trust, they would, get, they would see the promised land. But all the others, because their lack of faith, would walk around in the desert for 40 years and they would die, die off. And those kids that they had, they would end up going in, but not, not those 20 years and older. But Joshua, he trusted God. He saw the same thing that the other 10 spies saw, right? He saw the giants, he saw the walls, he saw 
the danger, if you will. But he knew that God was on their side. It didn't matter how big the giants were, how strong the walls were, right? Because God was on their side. Same thing for us, right? There's, there's giants we face, there's things we, we experience, and oftentimes our eyes are taken off of the power we have, the power of God, and we're nervous about it. But by God's power, it's awesome, right? Joshua knew that. Joshua knew that. that uh, what a man of God. Um, let's see. Joshua chapter 1. He is commanded several times. He's told to be strong and courageous. Moses passed this on to him. God said this to him. He told Joshua, be strong and courageous. Many, many times. In Joshua chapter 2, we read about how Joshua sent two spies into the land to, to scout out Jericho in particular and how the, uh, the prostitute Rahab protected those spies. And because of her protection of those spies, later he would take care of, uh, make sure that she was and her family was protected. In, in Joshua chapter 6, verses 22 to 23, the, the walls of Jericho. Remember the battle plan, by the way? That was kind of a strange battle plan, wasn't it? Walk around that city once and don't say a thing. All right, do it again the next day. Six days, walk around, don't say a thing. Seventh day? All right, let's rock, walk around a bunch of times. Let's walk around seven times. And then when the trumpets shout, when the trumpets blast, I want you to shout out real loud. Because the trumpets were so loud, because the people blasted or yelled so loud, the walls fell, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It, God's power, they trusted him. That's what he said to do. And because they trusted him, the walls fell down and they had great victory. Remember, Rahab lived on the wall. That part of the wall didn't fall. She was protected. God, God's amazing. He can do anything, right? He kept that part not falling. They got Rahab and her family out for safety and then, uh, then conquered the rest of the land. Uh, remember, for that battle, what were they supposed to do with all the stuff? Everything that they, they, they found, that the gold, the silver, whatever, all that stuff was supposed to be okay, devoted to God or burned up, right? Nothing, nothing kept for yourself. There was no, nothing, nothing. At this point, give it all to God. It's all for him. It's all devoted to him. Unfortunately, somebody sinned. The Bible records that one person sinned, and that brought disaster on a whole lot of people. Who was that one person? Achan. Achan. Achan sinned. He saw some things. He wanted them. He took them. He went and hid them under his tent, right? Okay. Joshua, perhaps this is a, a spot where he didn't, uh, wasn't careful. He, did the, at least the word doesn't describe him going to God to ask about this before they went up to Ai. The next battle was Ai. Joshua sent the troops up to Ai and they were defeated. I forget, 36 or 37 people got killed. Um, and Joshua says, God, what happened? What happened? You're supposed to be leading us through this. He says, he says get up. There's sin in the camp. Figure it out, and let's get rid of the sin. And it turned out that it was Achan. And what did they do to Achan and his family? All of them. Not just Achan, right? Remember? It was his family, his wife, his kids, all his belongings. They took him out, stoned him, burned him, and then sin was removed from the camp. It sounds like a drastic thing, but God needed to know that, that Israel was serious about getting rid of the sin in their life. Um, sin in, in our churches, in our families, does it affect just one person? Never. It affects all of us. It affects everybody. Achan's one sin affected the entire nation, affected his, fa his family big time, right? Our sin affects many. Don't, don't be fooled by the lie that it affects just one. Joshua, though, Corrected that, that error, got rid of that, got rid of that sin from the camp, and 
they moved on to, to conquer the land. Um, as they were conquering the land, remember the uh, Gibeonite, Gibeonite, say that word, Gibeonite deception. Do you remember the, the story with that? This, the Gibeonites weren't too, from too far away, but they came in pretending that they were from far away. And they, stayed, they, brought old, they wore old clothes, they brought bread that was moldy, and they wanted to come and have a treaty with Joshua and the Israelites. Remember this? Okay. They faked it. They, they, they said they were from far away. They came and said, hey, we heard about what God's done for you. We'd like to make a treaty. Joshua and the, the elders that questioned him, questioned them, but in the end made a treaty with them that they shouldn't have because these people were from just a little ways away. They were part of the promised land. When they learned that they had made a treaty with these people, they didn't go destroy them because they were men of their word. They had made a, a promise that they would have a treaty with them, that they would, they would not kill them, but then they made them slaves, right? They made them woodcutters and uh, water carriers and stuff like that. So they, 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 were, they became servants, but they, they were following through on what at least they had, had said. Now one of, the, one of my most favorite stories in the Bible. Um, five kings heard that the, the Gibeonites had, had made this treaty with Israel, and they were, mad at, they were mad at the Gibeonites. So these five kings gathered together and went and surrounded the Gibeonites. Well, Gibeonites, they made a treaty with Israel, right? So somehow they got somebody out there to, down to Joshua and say, hey, come and help us. And so Israel, Joshua leading the way, comes up to help the Gibeonites, comes up to, to, to fight against these five kings. And this is from uh, Joshua chapter 10, verses 9 to 14. Joshua chapter 10, verses 9 to 14. After an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them in, into confusion before Israel. So Joshua and the Israelites defeated them completely at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road going up to Beth Horon and cut them down all the way to Azekah and Makeda. As they fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Horon to Azekah, the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them, and more of them died from the hail than were killed by the swords of the Israelites. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and you moon over the valley of Agilon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies, as is written in the book of Joshua. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. I have no scientific answer to how that possibly could happen, except our God is awesome, right? Our God is mighty. He, he doesn't, uh, isn't, doesn't have to fall into all the lines of all the scientific principles we know. Somehow he did that, and that is awesome. And Joshua is the guy that he was leading at the way. Now, this is all great stuff, right? This is awesome. Awesome. But let me, let's turn to Judges chapter 2, verses 7 to 11. Almost everything I mentioned about Joshua was positive. You know, a couple things there we, we're, we're not sure about uh, if he, he went to the Lord uh, for, for his leading in some things. But Joshua, what a man of God. What a man of God. Powerful leader. And, uh, and God used him in tremendous, tremendous ways. 
We get to Judges, chapter 2, verses 7 to 11, and we read, The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110, and they buried him in the land of his inheritance at Timnath Harris in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. After that, after that whole generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Wait, did I read that right? After that, a whole generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals. How in the world did that happen? How could that happen? We just listed thing after thing of, of miracles of what God did. We didn't even go back to all the miracles to getting them out of Egypt, right? That, that we, we know God did for the nation of Israel and they knew these things. How could this happen that a generation rose up that didn't know God nor what he had done for Israel? Something happened. The communication broke down. The people of Israel were supposed to talk about these things, right? If we turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 to 9, you've heard this before. Deuteronomy 6, 5 to 9. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up all the time. Talk about them. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Talk about them, right? The nation of Israel was commanded to talk about them. Uh, also in Numbers chapter 15, I won't read all this, but uh, this is uh, Numbers 15, 37 to 41. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites to say to them, throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel. You will have these tassels to look at, and so you'll remember all the commands of the Lord that you may obey them and not prostitute yourselves by going after the lust of your own hearts and eyes. Those tassels were supposed to remind them. And when they were reminded by them, then they would talk to their children and remind them. So somehow, in this communication, though, a nation rose up that neither knew God nor what he had done for Israel. The communication stopped. Either the leaders, the people, stopped talking about it, or the kids stopped listening, or both. Or both. All right. Let's hit it home here. We don't want that to happen in our neck of the woods, do we? We don't want it to be said of us, wherever we are, that another generation grew up that neither knew God nor what he had done for Harvest Bible Fellowship or your family name, right? We don't want the next generation to grow up not knowing God and what he's done. So we, as followers of Christ, we need to be ready to communicate. We need to be communicators. All those commandments that God gave there to the nation of Israel about talking about it whenever. Remember the places you're supposed to talk? Talk while you're walking along the road, while you're sitting down, while you're laying down. In other words, all the time. We need to be communicating with those that we love, those kids, anybody. It doesn't have to be kids, but we need to communicate those things so that another nation grows up that knows God and what he's done for them. We want that to be the case. All right, so for us in this room here, I have a little uh, thing to remind us of what we need to do. TWA. Old airlines, right? TWA. Those letters are going to remind us some things. T stands for talk. 
we have to be ready to talk about what God has done for us. Just think about the amazing things that you've seen God do in your life. And I'm sure each of us can share many. And let's talk about it. Don't keep it inside. Talk about it. Talk about it. TWA, T for talk, W for walk. Your actions mean a lot. Okay? If you're just talking and, you don't, and your actions aren't showing your love for Christ, then we're in trouble. Okay? But we need the talking and we need the walking. Our actions need to show that we are trusting God, that we, are, that we love Him, that we, that we trust in Him, and that we're faithful to Him. And A, T for talk, W for walk, A for alert. Let's be alert to the situations that God provides for us and be ready to act. T for talk, W for walk, A for alert. T is? W? A? Alert. Let's be ready to talk. Let's do, be able to walk the walk, and let's be alert for those things that God gives us so that we can share his good news. If we had a lot of uh, younger children in here right now, I would say, okay, their job is to, and I use the, the, the letters WALL, W-A-L-L, watch, ask, listen, and learn. Okay? Because I think our kids have, have some responsibility on this too. They, can't, they need to be attentive to the things that you are teaching them. But it starts with us, right? It starts with us. And then, then they, they should, as they grow, watch, ask, listen, and learn. Well, it's up to you. It's up to you and me. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 to 15. Joshua 24, 14 to 15. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all your faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me, who is speaking in these verses, by the way? This is Joshua talking. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord your God. That's the determination that we need to make in our hearts, that we will serve the Lord our God. Let's pray together. Our Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for the example of Joshua in your word. Thank you that through his example we see a man that loved you and followed you and trusted you. Even when there were giant situations, and literal giants, he trusted you and knew that you would be faithful and that you were power, more powerful than all that the world could throw at him. Lord, we do not want to have a generation grow up that, that doesn't know you. We don't want that to happen. We want generations to grow up that love you and, and serve you and proclaim your good news. And Father, that's my prayer for this church, these families, and everywhere, that Christians would be faithful and sharing, that we would talk and walk for you, that we'd be alert for you, and that we would decide that for me and my household, we will serve you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.